Welcome to Everything Imaginable, the podcast for curious minds from KGRA Radio. And here is your host, Gary Cochileo. Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cochilillo. Before we get started, I'd like to thank my contributors, actually, and my listeners too, because without all of you, this podcast wouldn't be possible. Uh, first, my executive producer, Candice Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, senior editor, Amanda Steele, author of Ghosts of Me, binaural production engineer, Damien Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. And if you are interested in becoming a contributor to this podcast, just go to everythingimaginable2020.com. There's uh, some information there on how you can contribute and get involved. And um, I'm actually kind of looking for somebody now that could uh, maybe handle the newsletter. And in return, you get a mention on the show and an ad placed on the front page of my website. Uh, so just check that out at everythingimaginable2020.com. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Tom Dongo. And he is an author. Um, he has written a lot about um, multidimensional stuff, UFOs, pretty much everything paranormal. And I'm currently reading his book now called Merging Dimensions, The Incredible Saga of the Bradshaw Ranch. It's an awesome book. Thank you for coming on today. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm real happy to be here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to quote, and I think you got this quote from somewhere else. And I was, It's kind of funny. I was thinking about this today. He says, in the end, all paranormal manifestations may seem utterly meaningless. However, all these weird events and games do have a subtle underlying purpose. They very efficiently provide a cover-up, camouflaging the presence of real phenomena and its purpose. Penetrating that camouflage and correctly interpreting the true nature of the phenomenon could well be the final stage of man's evolution. Well, you know, a guy said to me a long time ago, he said, you know, they probably all park their cars in the same garage. You know, and that's a, there's, a lot, there's a lot of truth in that, I think. I think so, too. You know, I was just thinking today to myself, you know, how when I was a young, when I was a kid, um, it's not, I mean, the, the paranormal was just sort of, it was, it was dismissed as like, oh, it's just a haunted house or it's just this, it's just that. And, and nobody took the time or even acknowledged the deeper meaning and effects that it would have. Um, compared to now, where, you know, there's people like you who are, you know, dedicating their lives to researching it. So a, a lot has changed. Well, you know, this is a this is the 40, 47th show, worldwide radio show I've been on in 15 months. And, and I've talked to, I, I, I figure, around 45 million people. And I, I'm talking about stuff now that I wouldn't have dared to talk about five years ago. <laughs> really weird stuff. Uh, but, you know, no, nobody nobody complains. Nobody complains. So I'm, I'm saying what I want to say. So 
whatever I'm saying must must be a lot of, must have a lot of truth in it because nobody uh, uh, you know nobody comes back at me nobody oh, and that's not that yeah and that's not the way it used to be I used to get attacked constantly by critics naysayers debunkers uh, you know you name it it was constant I, I quit three times I couldn't I just couldn't take all, all the, uh, the the attacks. <laughs> And, and, yeah, and, and trying to de- defend myself, you know. So I, I just, uh, but now I'm, I'm going full bore, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm real happy with it. I, I love these shows, I really do. And I've got uh, uh, three more on the docket lined up. So uh, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking about what I want to talk about. I can, I can talk about anything, paranormal or, uh, you know, extraterrestrial or in, in, anything along those lines. <coughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So let's start with these portals. I mean, I know you you live in Sedona, <clears throat> which is sort of a paranormal hotspot to say the least. Yeah. Um. What do you think is causing these portals? First of all. Well, there's only you know I I just got asked that I did a I did a talk uh, to a a, a a a packed house and uh. uh Somebody asked me that, you know, and, and I think mostly they're interdimensional. The, the only one that I'm, I have some serious experience with is the portal on the Bradshaw Ranch. We we uh, we were around that for four and a half years, and it was it was about uh, 20 feet off the ground, about 20 feet wide, just south of the, uh, the 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 ranch house. And things were coming through that. We could feel them coming through that portal, and uh, gosh, I've been on national TV probably 12 times just talking about that and flying around and around in a helicopter over the French ranch to see if, <laughs> see if they could film the portal, you know. And, but, you know, the strange thing about that is where that portal was is a, a, a pinion pine. Uh, a pinion pines only grow uh, peaks t- atop maybe 15 feet. But there was one that was, it was, it was at least 50 feet tall by, the, by where the portal was near it. And it, it, got, it was split in half. It, somehow it got split in half like a, a giant axe went right down through it. And it was, and it was right next to the portal. Uh, we were, uh, we were, uh, riding around one day with the History Channel in, in a, uh, in a helicopter. And that's, that's the first time I'd, I'd seen that, that tree. Uh, and and it was bizarre. It was just like an axe. It gone right down. It, it, you know, half fell one way and half another half fell the other way. And it was it was bizarre. It's it's gone now. They've they've cut it down. But uh, so that's the only portal that I'm I'm really familiar with. And I you know Linda Bradshaw and I spent four and a half years around it uh, at night. And and uh, you know interesting her interestingly her husband Bob wouldn't come out. He had a couple of experiences that just scared him to death. Hmm. And uh, he had a he, he was on national television with us twice. He, he had he was out uh, on the ranch one day. It's two about two o'clock in the afternoon, and he and a ship, a disc, a huge disc about thirty feet across, came over the hill above the ranch, and it had uh, white spheres all around it, and they all landed in front of him, uh, in in, uh, in a in a big open field, and uh, <laughs> so he. Uh, I, I really don't know. I never, I never asked him what happened after that, but it, it probably just disappeared. That's what they do. But uh, that was enough for Bob. He, 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 w- he wouldn't come out. We had 
Linda and I had some incredible things going on right in front of us. And she'd run in and Bob, she'd say, Bob, you've got to come out. You've got to come see this. No, but he wouldn't come out. He just stayed in, in, in the house watching TV. He would not come out. He'd seen enough already. You know, he's a pretty, uh, Bob was a, a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty old redneck Arizona cowboy. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 he couldn't handle that stuff too good. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you experienced the whole gamut of phenomena on Bradshaw Ranch. Um, what were some of the first things that you started to experience? Well, you know, the, the, uh, there's been three books written about the Bradshaw Ranch. And, and uh, you know, some of that stuff is so bizarre. Uh, it's, it's really hard. To, it's, it's, there was nothing. Uh, it was all random, the things that happened, you know. And, and uh, it's, it's ongoing. I had a, I had a, uh, I met with, uh, uh, I, in fact, I talked about it. I, I was interviewed the other day, a, a, a big time interview. And uh, and uh, the uh, this was about two years ago. The last thing I know of, three three experienced uh, three researchers with every, every kind of equipment you can possibly imagine. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell the story. I think we got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. They were they were. Uh, I mean, this is the sort this is the sort of thing that happens on the Bradshaw Ranch. Uh, they they had they had spread out around the ranch, and, and uh, the, the ranch is in a hollow. It's in a, it's in a it's in a little valley and there's hill, hills all around it not not very not 100 feet maybe not not real big it's all by itself it's just by itself out in the desert so these guys were uh, uh, one guy there was a windmill and it for some reason that windmill it, it's, it's strange things happen around that windmill and it still works it's still pumping but uh, uh, so anyway, one guy was up by the the, uh, the windmill, windmill, and he he could look right down on the ranch. There was another guy off, well, maybe 50 yards to the right, another guy about another 50 yards off to the right, up on a hill. So uh, I told this story to Linda Moulton How once, and she she looked kind of bored. Oh, <laughs> so so anyway, anyway. Uh, uh, so he, uh, about nine o'clock, it was dark, pitch dark. They, there was, uh, Bradshaw Hill was, uh, in, in front of all three of them. They could see it. And, uh, tourists would come out there and, you know, and stop for a little bit and then, then drive off and, uh, you know, a circle, circle around. It's pretty good sized top of that hill, but one light, uh, a car stopped and it, and it didn't, it didn't go down the other side of the hill. It came down toward the ranch and, the interesting thing is, <laughs> the uh, the ranch road goes off to the left of the, I mean the right of the hill, so, uh, uh, you know, so the, so the lights instead of going down the the ranch road, which was rough, is almost a four wheel drive road, went down through the trees, started coming down through the trees, and you couldn't you couldn't drive a, a tank down through the, the, it's all rocks and all trees. There's no possible even a jeep, no way. But anyway, this this these lights, these car lights, are coming down like they're on a, a road, regular road, you know, a few turns, and then they get to the bottom of the hill where the ranch is, and they went across. They didn't go through the the, uh, the st- big steel gate. They uh, went across the field, uh, a rough, very rough field would have been would have been uh, difficult for a four wheel drive. And then the the uh, the uh, the the uh, the, uh, the ranch was bought by the, the U.S. government. 
uh, namely the Forest Service. And the Forest Service leased it to the University of Northern Arizona. And the Northern uh, the University of Northern Arizona is using the ranch for to study native uh, native plants. Uh, and, and so they they had they had uh, plowed about an acre. Uh, uh, an acre of land, and they had a nine-foot chicken wire fence all the way around it. The uh, the, uh, the the uh, the car drove right through the chicken wire fence, didn't knock it down, just drove right through it, and across this this you know cultivated uh, super rough re- field, like it was it was on, they were on a paved road, you know, just kept nice and smooth, and and so they they went all the way across this cultivated field. Went through the, the chicken wire fence again, and and uh, and and stopped be, behind the ranch. And just before this, the guy, the furthest guy on the right, had seen somebody in white pants. Now this is this is a very isolated area. This isn't some place where you're going to tourists aren't going to be walking around at night. It's uh, uh, unless you come down the road. It's a very very hard uh, place to get to because you have to go through cat's claw. Cat's claws. The, co- the cowboys call it the comeback plant because if you get hooked on it, you've got to come back. It's brutal. They have, they have cat's claws all over the plant, and those those cat's claws plants are everywhere. So uh, uh, he said that he saw a guy in white pants uh, walking through the, bu- the, the bushes down there and went to the, the back of the ranch house, and, and then this car, about 10 minutes later, uh, pulls up. And, it, and it's, it's, you know, I've seen this many times. They imitate cars and, and uh, airplanes perfectly. The UFO, they they can do it perfectly. They can. Mm. Uh, I, I've watched them, uh, uh, I've watched cars going 70 miles an hour in a place where there was no road. Often I've seen that. So at any rate, they they uh, a girl got out. You know, the, it was headlights, taillights, uh, dome lights. The, the door opened and this girl got out. She had a white dress on. And she hurried around the back of the car, and and over to the uh, the back of the ranch house. And then I, the first thing I asked was, did she have time to take a pee? And the three guys said, no, she didn't. So she uh, it, obviously what it was, th- this guy had left something for her there, and she picked it up. So she went back went back to the car, got back in the the uh, the passenger side, and uh, and drove back the way it had come across that you know that brutally cultivated field uh, even a jeep i don't think could make it because of the furrows and so they, they drove back through both chicken wire fences just right through them didn't knock them down just uh drove right through them and then and then back up the way it had come it didn't go on the road it went through the woods which is again impossible and disappeared so i interviewed i interviewed these guys for two hours i really enjoyed some of these interviews i've been doing it for 50 years so anyway, these guys. I mean, now, 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 these guys were, these these guys weren't cowboys. Got caught by surprise, or, or you know, somebody just, you know, you know tourists or something. These guys were. These guys came uh, equipped. I mean, they they had everything you could think of: cameras and you know, uh, uh, gear and and uh, so so. I so I I said, okay, so the car left. So what 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 happened after that? And uh, they said, well. <laughs> It's hard to describe, and yeah, I, I told him, yeah, I bet it is because I, I I've heard this story so many times. So anyway, 
probably. My guess is, oh, and I asked them, did you watch your, your, your watches? Did you keep an eye on your watches? And he said, they said, we didn't have a second of missing, missing time, but they were all, all three of them were severely disoriented, and the guy by the windmill got lost. The ranch house was right there. It's, it's a, a five-minute walk, but he, he went the wrong way. He went up over the hill and got lost. And after a while, he realized he was going the wrong direction, came back, and they all got together, and they said they were very disoriented. Uh, and the next, uh, the, uh, I think it was the next next day or the two days afterwards, and that's when I interviewed them for two hours. So uh, strange stuff goes on on this planet, and, and I, I, I've been into this for so long, and I, I can't, I, I can't, you know, define it. I, I don't, it's, it's so strange, so weird. You know, and I, you know, I, I agree with Charles Ford back in 1921. We are somebody's herd of cattle. I totally agree with that. Somebody's messing with us. Somebody, somebody, we're, we are somebody's herd of cattle. They're, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're doing something with us. Because I've, I've run into that so many times. Wow. That is bizarre. So, so. <clears throat> So what did those guys report when you interviewed them? Did they just report what you just relayed to me, or did any of them have like different experiences? Well, yeah, they, they all they all had different dis, dis, disoriented experiences. Mm -hmm. they, they all felt uh, dizzy, you know, and disoriented, and that sort of so something happened to them. Maybe they were hit with some kind of a, a device, you know, that knew they were there, and they were being monitored, but. Uh, they, uh, they, were, they were all, it took them a while to get their heads straight after this, about a full day before they could think normally. And the interesting thing is they didn't use any of their equipment. They had, they had, they had literally everything you can think of that, uh, that uh, a researcher might have with them, and they didn't, they, they, and they didn't use any of the cameras, Not, nothing. So, they, so somebody, something kept them d disoriented right from the beginning. So that they, they wouldn't, uh, uh, you know, record that this stuff, and and they didn't. They had nothing. Uh, but it was, sure was a heck of an interesting interview. <laughs> wow, that's really strange. This ranch just has a little bit of everything, doesn't it? Because um, because you've also had like some strange creatures appear. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll tell you the. I'll tell you the. Uh, the I, uh, this uh, th this is one of the strangest things I've ever. Before I get to that, I did I did UFO tours uh, just on the other side of the Bradshaw Ranch for 23 years. I, I had a, a tour company called uh, uh, Sedona Southwest Tours, and, and I basically would do a, do tours me and my partner all all over uh, the Southwest. But my UFO tours were so popular uh, that's what we did uh, at least three times a week, and uh, we the, we had. Uh, some, some, uh, 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 you know, some uh, many high-ranking Air Force uh, uh, military people, and and uh, the, the head of the uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, European uh, 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 air, airliners airlines. So anyway, we we uh, we had uh, you know we had uh, an awful lot of people in 23 years, and so. Uh, and this was just just up on the hill on the other side of the Bradshaw Ranch, and we had I've I, I've seen about 400 UFOs, and uh, some of them were were discs, silver discs, but we had I had a four I figure around 400 sightings. Wow. And the, I had I had an alien spacecraft 25 feet from me when I, we were we were driving out, and uh, I had six people in, in my van, and. Uh, 
we were all talking and the people, in the, uh, the, 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 the fellow's son was sitting next to me in the passenger seat. He said, look, look, look at that, look at that. Otherwise, we, we wouldn't have seen it. It would have flown over the top of us. But we, I stopped and all of our camera equipment, of course, was in the back and all shut off. And, and uh, so this thing, this thing it had just flown over another uh, UFO tour group about three miles away over by Doe Mountain. And it, they, they said it made a sound, but when it, when it went over us, it, it floated like a feather, just like a feather. And it cleared the top of my van by about 20 feet. It was about, uh, this thing was about 30 feet across, uh, all orange. Oddly enough, most of the UFOs I've seen out, out there where I went for 23 years were orange. You know, right. I, 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 no, yeah, no, I, no way to figure that out. But at any rate, we got out and this, we, we, we watched this thing clear the top of my van by 25 feet. And it, it was composed of three orange rings surrounded by an orange glow. And it went, by then I'd gotten my camera out. It got about a mile. It went up, straight up about 2,000 feet, and it turned into a white, uh, a huge white sphere. It came back down, and you could see it land, land in the trees. You could see it, you, you could see it coming down in the trees, uh, right, <clears throat> right near the, the uh, city of Cottonwood. There's, there's Sedona and then Cottonwood area. <coughs> Cotton, Cotton was about Cotton was about 20 miles south. So anyway, uh, it, uh, it 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 landed, and we didn't see it take off, but I think it went low and just uh, went underneath the trees and took off real fast. But uh, I've had, I've had, uh, we had a, uh, and I asked a friend of mine, he's an Air Force colonel. We had, there were six of us uh, out there one night where I used to do my tours, and uh, uh, I saw this blue light in the, uh, about a quarter of a mile away, and it really drew my attention. I, so I said to everybody else, look at this. Uh, so everybody, we, we had some, uh, five or six pairs of really powerful binoculars. And uh, so uh, uh, I've, I've told this story, I think, on every show I've been on. But it, it, uh, it, it, uh, so we, start, it, we, we all started watching, and none of the cameras would work. This is very typical. And one was a, a movie quality. You, you could film uh, uh, you know, a, a feature film with it right. on a movie screen. It was, that, it was a very expensive camera, and none of them would work. All three of them wouldn't focus. And this thing was a quarter of a mile away. So the guy, the, one of the guys, I think, I think there were eight people there, and uh, uh, one of the guys had a new girlfriend. He wanted, he wanted to impress her, so he said, "Well, I'm going to go down." And he had a four-wheel drive vehicle, and uh, so I said, "We all tried to talk him out of it." I said, "No, you, you, you're making a mistake. You know, that's not something you want to do." So anyway, he jumped in his car and <clears throat> took her down there with him, and uh, he, he got down there, and he, there was a road near this thing. And he got to where his high high beams. I'll never forget this as long as I live. We were watching him with the binoculars. Uh, you know, it would made an incredible uh, uh, movie. So anyway, the guy, he's, he, you can see his high beams on the ship. And his girl, his, his new girlfriend said, "You can let me out right here because I'm not getting going one foot closer to that thing." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was 90, 90 feet, about ninety feet across, and it, it red flashing lights all the way around it. <clears throat> <laughs> there was a, a huge uh, electric blue light about f oh, 50 feet above it to the uh, left, and then a new one, uh, another one came on above it. So there were two of these blue lights. And then uh, um, so he, he came back, and uh, we could see 
these things were flying around that we couldn't, uh, they were lights and they were, they were what was doing it. It had a, it, it probably hit by a missile. We figured it had a, it had a chunk blown out of it at the five o'clock spot. And these things, these things were repairing it. They were, they, they were like fireflies fly, flying around the, the, uh, the repair. And, uh, and nobody was holding these lights. We didn't see, we didn't see anybody. So they were probably uh, robots. So anyway, we left two hours later, we left and, and it was still there, still doing the same thing. And I asked my, my uh, Air Force Colonel friend about it, and he said, oh, no, that was extraterrestrial, that was alien, for sure. If it was one of ours, there, there would have been, there would have been uh, 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 gun, helicopter gunships all around it, dropping guys off with machine guns. And he said, no, that was definitely alien. So that's the kind of stuff that, you know, I dealt with for 20, you know, 20 30 years out there in the desert. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, four hundred sightings. That has to be a world record. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, some some of them. There, there was one. Oh, some of them were just beyond, beyond belief. And, and and there was one. I talk about it. I have a really powerful green laser. I got this idea from Stephen Greer. I've got a really powerful. I've hit a, a, a UFO, and they're usually a, 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 a orange or, or a, a white sphere, twenty, thirty, fifty feet across. When you hit them with a with a green laser, they think it's a weapon because they're, they're probably their systems are probably geared towards getting shot at by by beam weapons. So they would they would react to this green laser like it was a they were getting shot at. Uh, they they start to pulse and then uh, you know <laughs> one night I had a, a a group of women and I I said this this would have been awesome footage if somebody had been behind me with a with a camera filming this. <clears throat> this disc came within a hundred yards of us. Uh, and it was it was a sphere, and then it changed into a disc. And I hit it with a green laser, and it, and it got as bright as the sun. Every it lit everything up for as far as you could see. It, uh, and the women were screaming. I, 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 it would have made awesome footage. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So so anyway, it uh, <laughs> it it it, uh, it just blinked out, which was was what they do often. They'll 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 be doing whatever they're doing. They'll just blink out. Probably, I've had them right in front of me, and they, I think they just shut the power that makes them glow. Just shut it off, but they're still sitting there in the dark with all the lights off. As I've seen it many times. They used to wait for me coming out of the Bradshaw Ranch at one o'clock in the morning. These these huge thirty foot uh, balls of light. And I one night I sat there looking at three of them. They were just right above the road, not not very much, maybe a hundred feet. They were big, uh, thirty. Uh, 30, 50 feet across, big. And I'm going, well, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm, I'm a little bit pissed off because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I can't get by these things. So, so I, I, I went down, I went down the road, and there was a little dip. There was a little dip where I, I couldn't see them, and I, I got up on the, on the upper, upper high, higher part where I should have been able to look right down on them. They were, they were, they were, they were gone. They weren't there. They blinked out. But I think they were they were sitting there with their lights off because you, you wouldn't be able to see them. So I said to heck with it, and I I, I, uh, I continued on down and I was I, I didn't have any missing time. So, I, but that that sort of thing happens so many times, you know. And I, I got I got intercepted by a UFO uh, uh, halfway back, and uh, the Travel Channel did a really cool documentary about that, the re reenactment. And I saw that. I saw this thing tra tra trailing me, you know, and I, I said, oh, no, this it was a typical abduction thing. And I, I, I said a few four little words, and I, I said, don't try that crap with me. 
Yeah. So, so it, it blinked out. So I thought, well, good. That's the end of that. I was so, t- I was so tired. I just didn't give a damn. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, cu- I I kept going and I, I came, I came around. There's a bunch of turns and I came out by Doe Mesa and there it was. It's a 50 foot alien spacecraft sitting right there waiting for me with multicolored flashing lights all around it. And I, I said, uh, I said, uh, in my mind, I got out of my van. I'm looking at this thing. I, I said, I said, uh, I said, you know, I'm, I am just not in the mood for this kind of crap tonight. I didn't use crap. <laughs> I said the stronger word. So the, it, it stopped. It had been going about 10 miles an hour. It stopped dead. And, and, uh, and then in a, in a split second, it just, uh, poof, poof. It was gone over, over the horizon just so fast. It was gone in a half a second <laughs> over the horizon. And then, uh, so I, I, I millions, millions of times. I would they would have intercepted me on on the, the Boynton Pass Road. Hmm. I, you know what 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 were, were they human extraterrestrials? And I, I sorely regret that I, I might have been able to you know meet human extraterrestrials right. there because they they were they were gonna they were they were they, they were I mean they could they could have they could have vaporized me if they wanted to dam you know do something uh, you know damage to me but. So anyway, anyway, the Travel Channel did a really cool reenactment of that. I, I, I thought it was real good. That is cool. Um, yeah. It sounds like they responded to your thoughts. And you mentioned Stephen Greer. And Stephen Greer believes that consciousness is the common denominator behind all this phenomenon. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah. Basically, I would agree with that. Uh, because they... Uh, 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 I hope we've got about four more hours. This is going to take a long time. But I, I've been researching extraterrestrials now for about 40 years. And I've, I've, I've talked to most of the world's experts. And I, I have a, I have a, a, a I'm a, a master remote viewer. So I'm, I'm able to uh, talk to extraterrestrials. Uh, and they use a language that, that some of them do talk like we do with English, but they, they're, they're telepathic. They, 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 they project pictures. You know, a picture's worth a thousand words. Well, that's what they do. But some of them are impossible to interpret. And I, I'd have to say, you, you've got to do this again. And then they send me another picture, and I, I could, uh, you know, I could, I could, I could interpret it usually. So then I'd, 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 I, I, I couldn't do that with them. But I'd say, yeah, they, you know, they'd understand me when I say, yeah, I got it. it was, that was good. That was a good, good, good deal. You got, you know, I, I, I could read it. So, you know, these people are always, oh, I hear this endlessly. Aren't you afraid of the bad guys? You know, I'm, I'm so tired of hearing that. Because, you know, I've, I've been around, I've, I've been around, I've been uh, researching extraterrestrials for so long. And I, I've, I've been right in front of the bad guys. I've been, I've been able to remote view and be right in front of them. And they didn't, they didn't do anything to me because uh, they respected me because I took the time and trouble to find them, you know, so they, they were, they were, uh, some of them really don't they hate humans. They, they, they really do. But I, I've said so many times, if people would learn to remote view and I, I don't know, I'm 76 years old. I, I don't, I've been trying to, but I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be able to teach it. Uh, I, I, we've been trying to put it together for three years. It's very simple. My, my method is, is easy to teach. And mm-hmm. It's easy to, easy to learn. I mean, I've dealt with, Ingo Swan and Russell Targs, you know, they're remote viewers, and and they, they say, you know, your your technique is better than 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 uh, Targs and and, and Swans. Uh, so any, anyway, I I uh, 
I've had fun with these extraterrestrials, and they, they, uh, there, there are conservatively there are about 15 uh, races of, of human extraterrestrials, just like us. They look just like us, and there are probably at least another hundred that are humanoid. They're, they're not, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're, they, they don't look like us at, at all. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, so, so anyway, I, 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 you know, I, you know, I'm always getting this, aren't you afraid? No, I'm not afraid. <laughs> you know, I'm, they're, they're, you know, if, if we, if we would, if we would extend ourselves to the extraterrestrials, they would be with us, but we we're, t- we're so, we're so, uh, uh, so much, I know one thing for sure, they hate human fear, uh, uh, so you know, it's just where, and they and they don't they don't really, uh, they don't really trust us because we're too treacherous. That's one of the, that's one of the reasons they they uh, they, uh, they they haven't joined us, you know. And I, I told this story in this big interview the other day. Bill Hamilton, I, I used to, uh, I spent a lot of time with Bill Hamilton. He was the number one UFO researcher in the world back about 25 years ago. Uh, and Bill interviewed a guy that had just talk to human extraterrestrials and this guy said listen why don't, why don't you guys come in and stop us before we kill ourselves all off and destroy this planet and they said we can't because we, we would be we would be held responsible for what you humans do as a result of our intervention so so that's kind of where they're at you know they, they do they do contact groups you know like I said I can talk about this all night but they, they do uh, contact groups small groups but they're just not ready to do it on a you know land on the white house lawn and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but but they are trying to influence smaller groups of us to you know behave is that why they kind of like to turn off nuclear missiles and sometimes land in schoolyards and tell the, the children hey you know take care of the planet things like that well you know i i uh i i i i've I've uh, dealt, dealt, been dealing with the, the Apaches, the Navajos, the Hopis, uh, and uh, Zunis, and uh, you know, and so I get the stories, uh, you know, that, that, that they, they, they trust me. They, they you know, they, uh, uh, you know, the word went around to trust me, so I, they, they do, you know. So I get, so especially the Apaches, you know, which is uh, they, it's their their reservation is very very near here. It's within uh, twenty minutes. <clears throat> so I've, I've uh, uh, talked to some Apaches that are in very, very high in, in government positions about what they say about extraterrestrials. And you know, it's I had a deal going with NBC for uh, for the longest time with uh, one of the top producers. I knew him. I met him here, and he, we were, we were trying to put this in. I told him the the, the stunning things that happen on. Uh, Indian reservations, and we were trying to put this show together uh, uh, through NBC uh, to uh, 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 in- interview in- Indians on the, on the reservations, especially the 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 reservations in Washington State. Uh, I'm trying to, but any at any rate, that stuff <clears throat> the stuff goes on. The stuff goes on on the Navajo, all the reservations, all the reservations. Somebody asked me, I, I did a, you know, a, a, a presentation to a packed house, and, and they say, well, Tom, why, why, why is that? Why, why do extraterrestrials uh, 
you know, land on, on their, their property land and, and, they, and teams of extraterrestrials are seen doing research on plants and digging up stuff, you know. And, and I said, you, you, the reason is they're so poor. These Indians have nothing. I, I mean, they, they, uh, uh, they have nothing. They, they don't have, they have cameras. They have nothing. They don't have cameras. They have nothing. That's why, because the extraterrestrials can, can land and walk around and they're not going to get their pictures taken because they don't, they, they don't, and the, uh, they don't even have, and the cell phones don't work most of the time because they're most of the, the, uh, especially in the Navajo reservation, the cell phones, uh, more and more of them having they have cell phones they you know, of course have cameras but but they don't the, the cell phone towers are so far away that, that they uh, uh, the, the cell phones don't work well so anyway they're they're just so poor that's the the main reason and I I I, uh, I was uh, when I, when I was up there because I, I did my research at Indian Indian Wells in Dilcon which is 150 miles from here mm-hmm. uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't afford to, you know, to, to go back and forth up there because it gets very expensive, and I, I uh, didn't have the monies. But, but uh, they, uh, this example, I've, I've talked about this on national TV. There was a, an, uh, a uh, extraterrestrial ship that landed in this little old lady's front yard, uh, and they, they got out. They weren't quite human; they were close to human. They, they got out, and she went out. And they just visited and talked, and she went. She went back and fed the chickens and did the stuff she was doing, and you know, and uh, and they they did their stuff. They went and cut, snipped some bushes, and you know, and, and and did some research and dug dug some dirt up and that. And then they took off. That's not not at all unusual on the Indian reservations because the the Indians uh uh, uh it's just they're used to it. It's not a big deal. They, they don't nobody they don't get hurt. You know, no, no, the extraterrestrials don't hurt them, so they they don't. Uh, you know, some of the stories I've heard it was so incredible, and I, I got NBC pretty fired up about it. But it, it got the whole thing got dropped like a like a, a, a red hot lead balloon because somebody put the thumbs thumbs down on it. And said it, 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 uh, so anyway, it got kiboshed real real fast. Hmm. That's strange. Yeah. Um. So, their their intention is just to sort of study us. Do you think, like, one of the common themes that I hear when I talk about, you know, do interviews on extraterrestrials, is a hybrid program where they're making hybrids with humans. They need human beings somehow to help them reproduce. Yeah, you're talking about David Jacobs and, and the hybrids. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm a little bit. I've been dealing with the hybrids for 40 years. I, I was one of the first people that uh, that uh, was uh, was in on this hybrid thing. Uh, 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 me, me and Linda Moulton Howe, we were the first two. And uh, um, the hybrid thing, David Jacobs says he claims that. There are so many hybrids; they are in a position where they could take over this planet right now. So I've, I've been mulling that over, and I, I uh, uh, you know, for one thing, where are they? And and uh, but he, he he's uh, uh, you know he's been he's been in this longer than anybody else, and he said the hybrids, the half human, half extraterrestrial, they, they are in position, so they, they 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 could take the planet over if they wanted to. But so I that I I don't I can't define that I can't. You know, uh, so at any rate, he's, his credibility is sky high, and I, I just, well, okay, you know, I, I can. It's one of those 
you know, I'm, I'm right in the middle. I have no idea if it's true or not, but it, it probably is. Hmm. Do you think the government is working with the extraterrestrials? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they you know, uh, most extraterrestrials are just here studying us. You know, they're, they're just, you know, they're, they're just, they study us. That's, that's basically their, their whole thing about being here. And our, our emotions can confuse them. So they, they, they are, uh, they're fascinated by our, our, our emotions, but the government knows everything. I, I know, I pretty much know what the government knows. And they, there was a, uh, there was a, uh, a conversation about a, a, a in, in the Pentagon, a, a, an officer went, he said, you know, I'm tired of this cover up crap. I'm, I'm going to go in public and tell about it. And, and somebody said, uh, you know, Oh, you know, Sonny, Sonny, come here. We, we, we need to go and sit and talk. So he, he took him into a, it was a, a, a colonel's office, I guess, sat him down and the, the, the office, the, the colonel said, you know, son, we, we agree with you. We, we understand what you're talking about, but, but, but here's the bottom line. We are never going to tell the American people what we know about extraterrestrials. Never. And that was the end of the conversation because it, it would freak people out. In fact, they did a study of that about 25 years ago uh, with a prestigious uh, uh, research organization. They came back and they said, don't tell them anything because what's gonna, what would happen is there would be a revolution uh, in their religions and the world economy would collapse within days. So, Wow. Um, how about with the, uh, some of the disclosure that's going on now, like with the Tic Tac video? You know, Tic Tac is a Chinese outfit. But some of this stuff is uh, the Tic Tac thing. Uh, I, I I think that's all U.S. stuff. Uh, I don't I don't think those are extraterrestrials. I think I think it's we, we have our own. We have had our own UFOs for 50 years. Anti anti gravity ships, and we've been flying them to the moon. We've been flying to the Mar uh, flying them to Mars. I mean, I've had big, you know, uh, 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 lieutenant colonels and uh, whatnot tell me that sort of thing. We've, we've had, uh, so, so we're burning fossil fuel, like burning it up, like you know, like crazy. But we've had we've had anti-gravity craft for at least 50 years, and they're flying. They, they, I, I have heard that we we have we have a ship now. And listen to listen to this carefully because it's true. We. We have a ship now that can fly at the speed of thought, which is infinitely more than the speed of light. They've, they've been flying at the speed of light, what's that, 225,000 miles per second, something like that. But we have ships now that can fly at the speed of thought, which is almost unlimited. Wow. So I, I, that blew, yeah, that blew me away. It's incredible. So why did he waste all this money with these sending um, rovers to Mars. Yeah, I'll, t- okay, I'll tell you another story. O- Otis T. Car- Otis Otis T. Carr and uh, uh, I can't think of the other two guys. But in- anyway, Otis T. Carr back in the '60s built a uh, anti-gravity. They had three of them, they, uh, and uh, they were flying them. This, this is easily this this is this is, can be proved. I mean, it's it's, it's fact. And uh, 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 yeah, so anyway. The, the uh, military showed up one day, and uh, they, they were going to use these these anti-gravity craft, you know, to, to sell them, you know, to take 
you know, they said if you if you fly if you go if you fly another one of those, we'll shoot it down. And they said why? Because because if if you we stop manufacturing these things, we'll put millions of people out of work in the the the, uh, the, the fuel industry, fossil fuel, gas, uh, diesel, and, and ruin and it would ruin uh, the oil business, which would put you know millions of, more more millions of people out of. So they did. They confiscated, the, and this was back in the '60s. Otis T. Otis T. Carr, uh, and, and uh, they, so they confiscated all three of them, and they said, "Don't build, don't build anymore. Or we'll 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 come back." So, so that's where it's at. That's that's why we're still burning fossil fuel. We've had anti gravity for at least fifty years. Hmm. So, so it's just all about the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Politics and money, and you know, power, power trips. Wow. <clears throat> it's kind of sad that you'd rather pillage the planet for profit than use technology that could sustain us. Well, that's, that's you know, the, the greed is out of control on this planet. And the, the, and the elite who are in control, we're, we're less than useless eaters to them. They... they they, they, as long as they can make their billions, uh, they, 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 they don't care about us at all. Not an iota. So they're, they're, they're the ones that, that are in charge. I, I have right here. If anybody wants to, wants to read some of them, blow them, blow their socks off. I just, I just uh, made a few copies. Of this it's called the John D. Rockefeller Masonic Creed. <clears throat> I'll say that again. John D. Rockefeller Masonic Creed. That's if you want to read something that will, yeah, if, if you want to read something that will blow your socks off and freak you out to the max, I dare anybody to read that. I'm going to put that on the internet, I think. <laughs> I think. But if you want to get freaked out about what what super rich people think about us, read that. The John D. Rockefeller Masonic Creed. I dare anybody to read that. Oh. I'm just looking it up now. <clears throat> There it is. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. What's the um the short version of it? Well, basically, what's going on right now with Agenda Twenty One? You know, they they want to they want to uh, eliminate you know a, a couple of billion people from the planet. It's Agenda Twenty One. They're doing it right now. Most most of the stuff that's going on around us with this COVID. Things it's uh it's 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 right out right out of the the uh, Rockefeller Masonic uh, Creed thing. It's it, when you read it, you'll you'll see it. It's it's a it's a mind blower. But that's what that's what the rich people think about us. We're 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 lower than we're lower than animals. We're, we're lower us 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 poor us poor folks are we're, we're lower than dogs. And, and they they. Uh, they're a different breed, you know. They're blue. They, you know, they're blue blood breed, and, and they, uh, they, uh, they're, they're, uh, they consider this some, themselves very, very so superior to us. We're, we're easily uh, dispensable. So that's, you know, that's where it's at. <coughs> hmm. So do they have a plan of where they'll go for themselves, 
Once the planet is destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've got they've got like like these diseases like uh, you know the COVID and all that, and there, there are a few more. They, they have they have anti, uh, 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 antibiotics that will that will they won't they won't be affected by these diseases. Uh, you know, so that so they're they're they've they've insulated themselves totally uh, from from uh, you know us. So it's you know I I it's gonna get it's gonna get. <laughs> Pretty, pretty interesting. With all the things that I know, and you can, you can talk about anything, and I, I understand, I, I know a lot about it. So there are things going on on this planet. There's a lot of things going on with extraterrestrials too right now that are. Uh, uh, I'm trying to stay on top of it because it, it's they're they're stirred up because uh, evidently the Chinese are, I want to put weapons in space that won't be aimed towards the Earth. They're going to be aimed out into space. And they're going to start shooting extraterrestrial vehicles down, and they're not happy about it. They're not happy about it at all. So, uh, so that, that's kind of a, you know, actually, uh, 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 some people are talking about about that. You know, that's uh, Stephen Greer has been talking about it, and, and mm-hmm. I know about it because I, I know they're they're stirred up. You know, it's like a stirred up hornet's nest. So, uh, are they going to retaliate? That's you know that's that's the thing that if, if extraterrestrials choose to retaliate, they'll be it, it, it will it will get real bad. It will get really bad. Wow. So so this is really interesting. I just found some of this creed, and I'm just gonna. You mind if I read it a little bit? Sure. Of it? Sure. We will keep their lives short and their minds weak while pretending to do the opposite. We will use our knowledge of science and technology in subtle ways so that they never see what is happening. We'll use soft metals, aging accelerators, and sedatives in food and water, as well as in the air. They will be covered in poisons wherever they turn. That doesn't sound good. No, the whole whole thing is, 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 uh, I've only got two pages of it, but I mean, there's about ten. <clears throat> Ten pages. Uh, yeah, like like this. And when their teeth decay, we will fill them with metals that will kill their minds and steal their future. When the, when their ability to learn has been affected, we have created we have created drugs that will make them sicker and cause them other cause them other diseases, for which we will create even more drugs. We will make them docile and weak before us by our power. They will grow depressed, slow, and obese. And when they come to us for help, we'll we'll give them more poison. That sounds like what's going on right now, doesn't it? It sure does. Wow. Yeah. But but the the extraterrestrials could stop this. Uh, yeah, they they could, but they they I I I've I've asked them why they don't, and they and they can't. They they really. If they if they start to meddle, you know they, they may become the enemy real fast. So they're afraid of of, of uh, uh, completely in, intervening in our affairs. That they're very afraid of that because because of what uh, you know our reaction might be towards them. So they, they don't want to they don't want to mess it up even worse than it is now. Hmm. I don't know if they could. Uh, good, good question. You know, because there's, there's probably, yeah, there's probably other extraterrestrials that are are are, are uh, want the planet. 
So they're, they're the, 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 uh, uh, you know, I've said this all along that, uh, there, there are certain groups of extraterrestrials that would dro- destroy us in, in two hours mm-hmm. if, there wasn't, if there wasn't another group that was keeping them from doing it, a more powerful group. And it seems like that's the truth. That's how it is. Wow. That makes sense. It makes a yeah. lot of sense. Um, is there a planet relocation program? Are they re- relocating some humans to another planet? Oh, you know, uh, I've had, well, I, I gotta be careful how I say this, but they're, they've, they've probably already got, uh, you know, this, there's a, uh, a, 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 they're trying to build big domes on Mars and put millions of people there. <clears throat> that's, that's, that's what I've, I've, I've seen. So I, I don't, I know that the military has taken certain people off the planet and put them on other planets. And uh, so, but, but, but other than that, I, it's just, you know, for me, it's just pure speculation. So I don't really, you know, I don't really know for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about the base in Antarctica? Oh, yeah. A friend of mine is, uh, 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 oh gosh, what's that? Uh, well, I'll think of it in a minute. Uh, 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 Brad, Brad Olson, you know, he was just down there. And, and uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Linda Moulton House has done a lot, of, a lot of research on that. And, yeah, there's probably, and they say this thing is maybe hundreds of millions of years old. It's, you know, it's, it's basalt. It's made of basalt. And it's way, da- it's way down uh, in the ice. And evidently some of it's starting to surface. And they, they've been in there, and it's uh, it's uh, 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 it's still warm. It's warm inside, and it heats itself. It's, they say it's a hundreds hundreds of millions of years old. Well, it's like that. It's like that pyramid they found in Alaska. It's seven hundred feet down uh, under, under the under the, the dirt, and uh, uh, um, uh, you know, it's it's so they say. You know, how how long does it take a, a pyramid? Which is I, I don't remember the size of it, but it's enormous. And they, the reason they, they found this thing is because it was giving off so much power, and it found and the military has closed it off. It's in a very remote part of Alaska, and it's giving off so much power, it could power evidently power the world if, if they could harness that power, and, and it's still doing it. So how long does it take? Uh, uh, let, let, let's I, I don't know how big it is, but say say 500 feet high. How long does it take to cover a 500-foot pyramid with, uh, 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 you know, 700 feet of dirt? That's hundreds of millions of years. Yes. And and this thing still is still running. It still works. They've dug down to it, and they've they've, they've dug all the way around it. And uh, they're planning. They evidently they're going to try to do something with it. But you know what? Uh, you know, but what? You know, you, you can be sure the military will find a way to, to use it to, just for themselves, for for uh, weapons or, or whatever. That's it's happened so many times. Hmm. Interesting. They, they are finding a, a lot. Um, what do you think? The Atlantis. Do you think Atlantis was a sort of a human alien? Civilization. Uh, 
Yeah, probably. You, you, back back in the the uh, you know, uh, thousands of years ago, probably extraterrestrials commonly uh, 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 spent time with with humans. Uh, I don't. Uh, I I think Atlantis was off Cuba. I think it's that that city they they found that city uh, off to the west. Of, yeah, yeah. I, I think that was Atlantis. Now, and they found mm-hmm. roads off you know off the uh, around uh, the. Uh, the, the Bahamas uh, uh, roads that are that go for a, a thousand miles, cobblestone roads. So, my guess is that was where Atlantis was, but I've never been able to find m- much out about it that was, you know, uh, solid. Um, but uh, but I I know, I know for a fact we we have about four bases here in this area, and I know I know exactly where one of them is. In some of these. A couple of these bases are all extraterrestrial, and some of them are, are half U.S. military and half extraterrestrial. Because I've been, I've been studying these things for you know for 35 years. There, there are at least four, maybe five. I don't like to call them bases. I, I call them underground installations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they're, 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 they, uh, 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 U.S. military has been seen with with the extra, with extraterrestrials. But I think some of these underground installations are strictly U.S. military or strictly extraterrestrial. Do you think the military is working with the good extraterrestrials or the bad ones? Well, I, I'm not sure. If, you know, it, it depends on what the military uses the information for. I mean, yeah. they, they could they could use it for good or they could use it for bad, and probably. Historically, what's what's been going on is what the what the U.S. military has learned. Just like the Russians, they, they've used it for weapons. Mm-hmm. That would be my suspicion too. Yeah. So they're probably working with the uh, ones that are a little bit more. I don't know what the word for it. Not so good. <laughs> well, extraterrestrials. I've I've I've. I'll tell you another, I tell this story every time I'm on the radio, so people are, people are probably getting tired of it, but I don't think so. I, I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a master remote viewer. I, I have I have abilities. I, I can see into a human body like, <clears throat> like an x-ray machine. <clears throat> and I've done it on hundreds of people, even medical doctors. I, I can scan a human body. I can go all through it. <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to take a drink of water here. Um. So I, I have very strange abilities. Where these came from, I don't know. But but uh, I was Joe McMonagle was the top remote viewer. Now this is about 20 years ago now. But and I've done things. I, I was sure I was going crazy. I couldn't I couldn't possibly be sane doing some of these things I, I, I was doing. And uh, uh, so I was uh, at a UFO co- uh, conference uh, about 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And Joe McMonagall was standing right next to me, and, and uh, I, I had I had been there were about six of us standing in a circle, <clears throat> and, and Joe said he, he he went out he he went out he would remote view out into space and go on alien <laughs> alien spacecraft, and I'm going wow I do that all the time so I'm not crazy, and so he he was talk yeah so he he was talking about he was talking about uh, he. he you know, it's been my experience. I haven't done it for years. It's, it's, it's not that exciting for me, but you, you, there's hundreds of uh, extraterrestrial spacecraft around the Earth 
hundreds, maybe thousands <clears throat> from everywhere, you know. And so anyway, and, and uh, uh, I, I haven't run in, into any of them yet that were human. They were humanoid. So anyway, uh, you, you go up to it, you find an alien spacecraft out in space, and you, you remote view up close to it, and, uh, 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 you know, if it feels good, some of them do. They feel great, you know. If you if you if you get close to it and uh, if they uh, it feels good, then go on it, go into it. So, but if you get what happened to Joe, he he, uh, he, got, he got up next to one and it was, they, they they warned him to stay away. It, it was very 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 uh, uh, not friendly, and uh, so he went on it anyway. They came over to him and said, you know, we've warned you three times. We didn't want you here. And, and so he didn't leave. He said, we want you to leave, but he didn't. So they put him in a cage and wouldn't let him go. So here he, here he is, the government, U.S. government's top remote viewer. And he said, I was trapped in this cage. I was terrified. They wouldn't let me go. But they, they uh, you know, his, his psyche is up there and his body is down here. Mm. <laughs> so so, uh, so anyway, finally they, they, they let him go. But, I, you know, I was thinking, you dummy. I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, uh, the times I've done that, Get away! They're not joking. If they if they threaten you, they say we don't want you here. They're not joking, and they, they've got ability. They've got abilities with, with their minds that we we can't possibly contend with. You know, we can't possibly contend with them. So, uh, so anyway, because uh, I've I've gone onto the ships, and they they look up and they say, oh, another damn human. They they can all see you. So you mm-hmm. float around the, you know, you know, you float around their ship and check things out but it's, it's it's opaque there's nothing crystal clear <clears throat> you know you, you look at the, the gauges or, or whatever and uh, they, they're, they're all they all have a strange light the, the light it's just there there's no source but the but the uh, and, and the the, uh, the the insides of the ships are all rounded there's no sharp points so you can fall and you know mm-hmm. uh, stick stick a hole in your head uh, trip, you know, but, but so so anyway, I don't do it anymore because it's just really. But at one time I, I was there, and uh, I I think, well, you know, I'm going to try this. There are probably most of these non non humans are millions, many 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 millions of years ahead of us. Uh, uh, and so anyway, I asked one of them. I said, can I can I probe you? I can do that. I, I, I can probe. I used to be really good at probing people's minds. I could tell them their whole life in five seconds, wow. ten seconds. Uh, I was really good at probing people's minds, <clears throat> you know. And so, so I, I asked this guy. He said, "Sure, have at it," you know. And so I, 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 you know, I'm trying to probe this extraterrestrial's mind that's millions of years ahead of me, and I got a little bit, you know. I got a little bit of how they, how they live, you know, how they, how they. You know what? What you know? How, how they eat, how they live. You know how they think about the universe and that stuff. But I, I couldn't penetrate his mind because you know these 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 beings. They don't do what we do. They don't use their hands. They use their minds. They do. They what we what we what we use our hands for. They use their minds. They can create. You know they can. You know, use manipulate things with their minds, lift things. You know, that's probably how the pyramids were built. You know, in Egypt, probably one extraterrestrial built that whole thing with his mind. You know, so uh, anyway, it's been interesting. I, I wish I wish I could convince more people that you know that that what I what I talk about. But it's just hard. People are so distracted these days, so tied up with their problems. I'm afraid it's going to be. Uh, 
kind of our, our downfall uh, pretty soon. No, I, I hope not. I, I think a lot of people are starting to believe. <clears throat> Otherwise, the podcast like mine probably wouldn't be so popular. Well, it's just like me talking to 45 million people. Yeah. And they're, they're listening to me. You know, no, nobody, nobody, you know, uh, uh, you know, 20 years ago, that would, would not have happened. Uh, because I couldn't, you know, if I went to a, you know, I, I, because I, I know how people reacted and, and they were really, they were really, uh, you know, uh, you know, really uh, non-believers. You know, and, 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 the, and the little green man jokes were, oh, you little, you believe in the little, little, little green man and stuff like that, you know. And so, but now everybody, people, their, their minds are open because there's so much is happening. They're starting to get open-minded and curious because they want to know they really want to know and i hopefully you know it's 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 an it's enough in time i i, I really say that you know uh, earnestly <laughs> what do you think of um like the ce5 movement where they're using consciousness to try to or you know civilians are trying to make contact with the extraterrestrials and kind of going around government. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, that's kind of what I do, but mm -hmm. but you know, uh, <clears throat> um, it just all depends on how much the, the extraterrestrials want to communicate and, and how. See, the the government has people. They're 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 not really remote viewers, but they're but they're they're. Uh, uh, they, they can psychically, <clears throat> they can uh, they can psychically stop us from doing things. Uh, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Re, re, it's called remote influencing. Remote mm -hmm. influencing, and they they they're good at it. Because I've had I've had them. Uh, uh, I've I've tangled with them, and and, and uh, <clears throat> you know as good as I am, I I I really uh, I I I don't want to. Uh, you know, get uh, get them too uh, angry with me or pissed off at me, hmm. because they, they they can really do some damage. Because uh, I know, because I, I've 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 been able to <clears throat> probe them. These are highly trained people that are, that are probably trained by uh, partially trained by extraterrestrials. So uh, they're they're not they're not to be messed with. They really aren't. This, this started way back when the Russians and the Americans were learning how to remote view and remote viewing has been around forever the, the yeah. tibetans have been doing it for a thousand years you know they had they had a seer in every village mm -hmm. that would remote remote view but the the russians and the americans were dying when this when this you know when this stuff when it first started out they they were dying of brain uh, brain seizures and heart attacks so they were trying to they were they were trying to kill each <laughs> they were trying to kill each other you know, so, but but it, it blew up on them a little bit because they were killing they were killing you know they were killing themselves. Yeah. But that's that that is no more. That doesn't happen anymore. So they've got some kind of a, a decorum, you know, that they follow. So, mm -hmm. But but they're still the remote viewers are getting so good now. Like 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 Joe McMonigle told me, he says we now this is 25 years ago, and, and uh, I can't do, I can't do this as, as good as you know as good as I am. I can't do this. But he said we can now. Go to a, a safe in Moscow that's got a stack of papers in it and, and remote view down through to the paper we want to see and, and copy it. 
you know, like, like 20 or 30 pages down, you know, in the early days, there wasn't a remote viewer in the world that could do that. Nobody, not even close. But now they can do it. And that was 25 years ago. What can they do now? Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I know that remote viewing is definitely real and it's been used by the government. I had interviewed Roger Manning, and he was a part of uh, Project Stargate. And he has even shared some some other files with me that I probably shouldn't talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to be careful. Some, some stuff I, 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 have, I have to be really careful about talking about. Yeah. <laughs> talking about but you know you know what what they were killing people for 10 years ago that they're not they're not bothering with them at all i'm talking about the government the governments mm-hmm. you know a friend of mine uh, 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 cope shellhorn cope shellhorn wrote a book about 25 years ago about all the U, all the ufo researchers that have been murdered you know, the brakes failed on the cars, and they went off a 300-foot cliff. Yeah. <laughs> about, about 250. About 250. And he named them, and how they died. So they were they were killing people right and left 30 years ago, but they're not doing it anymore. They're, they're, they're look, look at look at, look at uh, uh, Emory Smith. Cripe almighty. I mean, the stuff that Emory Smith is talking about and getting away with it. He, oh, not yeah. The, yeah, he's the guy on um, Disco- Disclosure with uh, David yeah. Wilcox, right? About well, the secret pro- secret space program and uh, no, well that's well that's kind of what Wilcock is in. But Emory Smith is is uh, talk, he talks about extraterrestrials and what they do and uh, and he uh, Emory I, I I believe him I like Emory mm-hmm. I met him I talked to him and he he said that he, when he worked for the government they they were taking uh, uh, it, it used to be uh, 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 alien human hybrids now it's human alien hybrids there he said they uh he saw 20 21 races of extraterrestrials that they that they hybrid with humans they're half human and half extraterrestrial and so and i believe him i i totally believe him he, he's uh uh you know so 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 you know what's the government doing with this and and how are they getting these extraterrestrial bodies if they're shooting craft down uh, to get these 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 uh, 21 extraterrestrial bodies, and and Emery said it was his job to autopsy them, these right. extraterrestrials. Yeah. And some of them, some of yeah, and some of them were were were, were vegetable. Mm-hmm. They weren't flesh. They were vegetable. They're a, 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 a living vegetable. Uh, and and you know and, and uh, insectoids and, and things like that. Yeah. And uh, So he. Oh yeah, he said when they started sending him complete bodies that's when he couldn't take it anymore mm-hmm. but they let him go they said i can't take i can't do this anymore i, I gotta quit you know he, he works 500 feet down on the los alamos yeah and uh, and, and, and uh, emory said i can't i can't do this i can't handle this anymore. they let him go they would have killed him 20 years ago no your hands down but they're not doing that they're not bothering they're not you know there's just so much going on that i think that the, the government uh, can't handle can't deal with they're they're not they're just, it's just, you know, a, 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 <laughs> such a mess. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody can deal with it. Yeah, his story is really interesting because I know, like, he had first started out, like, analyzing, like, these little pieces of flesh. Yeah. And then eventually they were giving him the whole bodies, and, and he yeah. had saw 
you know, how they were keeping them like in these cells and every once in a while one would escape and yeah. crazy. Well, you know, I, as long as I've been in this business, I, I, I know the best of the best, you know, Bob Dean, Wendell Stevens, I, I, these, these guys were my friends. So I, I heard the inside stories from, you know, from, from all these people and, and, and they, they would tell me stories that they heard, you know, from top people. Uh, you know, and and uh, and uh, you, you know about Billy Meyer. Well, mm-hmm. well, Wendell Stevens worked with worked with you know studied Billy Meyer, and uh, you know the the Pleiadians. They, they they work with Billy, but they're careful not to go beyond. And I, you know, I, I, I you know I, people call me full of BS all the time with this. Oh no, they can't possibly. It's not real. It's BS. You know, but it isn't. It's real. Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, and Semyazi, I finally I finally found out how Semyazi got hurt. She had to go back to the Pleiades. She got hurt so bad. She slipped in in Meyer's uh, living room and hit her head on a on a, a, a heater, one of those wow. uh, bo- bo- boiler heaters. That that's what really happened. She didn't she her 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 her, her ship didn't get shot down. She got hurt in, in Meyer in Meyer's uh, 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 living room. But uh, you know, I had a friend. Uh, uh, I had a friend. Yeah, I won't. I won't mention him not right now. But he's he's real prominent. He's a big name. He went to uh, 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 prove Meyer was a fraud. And, and this guy, this guy, you didn't mess with this guy. I mean, he was somebody you just didn't mess with. But he he went there to prove Meyer. And I tell people this, and I, and I let it go. If you don't believe it, stick it. But he went. He went to prove. He went to prove Meyer was a fraud. That's why he went there, and he spent a long, a long time with Meyer. And, and so, so uh, he, he came away, and I said, "So, uh, 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 so what do you, what do you think?" You know. And so he said, "The man is telling the truth." So that was it for me, right there. I, I will never dispute Billy Meyer, and a lot of people do, but they're wrong. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. Well, that stuff that Semyazi wrote, if you read, if you read Meyer, because uh, it was in German, they had to translate it, but if you, if you read what Semyazi wrote, that, that stuff that, that, that was far beyond human intelligence, what Semyazi wrote about us, you know, the humans, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's incredibly intelligent. And no, no, no human could have written that. Nobody's that smart. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so, so sort of back to the Bradshaw Ranch. Um, when when I was reading about it, it sounds a lot like uh, some of the same phenomena that's happening at Skinwalker Ranch. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a talk up there. I, I the uh, I'm being booked to to talk. Uh, uh, right near the Skinwalker Ranch. What I'm going to do is, I already know everything about the Skinwalker Ranch, so I'm going to compare the Bradshaw Ranch with the Skinwalker Ranch. And mm-hmm. it's, going to be, it's going to be in the fall, I think, uh, September 6th. So we're, we're working out the details now. And, and uh, so I'm going to be the the, uh, the Bradshaw Ranch guy. But no, no, it's not. It's really <clears throat> the, the Bradshaw Ranch and the Skinwalker Ranch is, and, the, and the Stardust Ranch, three... three uh, Stardust Ranch is down by by Phoenix, and I right from the beginning I wouldn't touch anything that went on at the Stardust Ranch. It's just too damn dangerous. 
uh, and I know all about it. But you know, I know all about the Skinwalker Ranch too. But the, the activity that happened on the Skinwalker Ranch is not the same as the Bradshaw Ranch. It's it's a completely different. The on Skinwalker Ranch, the, a lot of that stuff that happened was was to me was pure evil. Uh, and and on the Bradshaw Ranch, it was it was it was not. It was all. Uh, Benevolent. It was oh, good. Okay. I spent, I, you know, I spent four and a half years there. Well, four, four times, three or four times a week. So I know. So anyway, the, I don't know what the difference is, but it's probably, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put two and two together, and uh, and uh, 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 you know, and, and try to try to understand why some of this stuff is the way it is. Like a couple of days ago, I. I was interviewed uh, as big-time Hollywood producer, and, and we and, and this we, so we had there were three of us there. We we matched wits, uh, and and these people were super intelligent. I, I love that stuff. I just love it because it stretches me right to the limit. So we talked about everything. We I mean we went we went we went to the mattresses on on this stuff, and and uh, so sometimes I get you know I get some answers from you know uh, the questions that come up, but I'm, I'm still kind of in, in the dark about some of the stuff. But there's something, uh, what you see, what, why I push remote viewing so much, and, and I, I hope I have enough time to teach it. I, I, I would like to have a, a million remote viewers better than me. I, that, that would be my dream. So, because a, a good remote viewer, there are no secrets. You can go anywhere. Time and distance is meaningless. You, right. you can go anywhere. Yeah, time and distance is meaningless. I know because I do it all the time. I, so I so we could the, find anything out. Yeah, yeah, we could. It, it, it would take it takes it takes a, a really good remote viewer, but but yeah, you could uh, you know you could you could. Uh, uh, I, I've had I've had it, it really it really. Uh, 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 I'm trying to, you know not to use any four letter words, but they they really get they really get. Uh, I, I've taken information away from extraterrestrials. I wanted to know something; they wouldn't tell me. I took it, and they do not like that at, at all. Uh, I don't do I don't do it anymore. But I had the ability to pro, pro, probe their minds and, and take uh -huh. it from them, I, and they and they don't like that at all. But I, I you know, I wanted to, too bad. I, I wanted to know, and I wanted that information, and uh, so I, I took it. <laughs> And, and they really get, they don't like it, but anyway, so that's, that's the way I am. But I, I, I uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to this talk uh, in, uh, in, uh, in uh, September uh, in, in, uh, in uh, oh gosh, it's, uh, uh, I think, Werner, Werner, Utah. It's, it's uh, about 50, 200 miles east of Salt Lake City. Uh, but anyway, so that's it's going to be fun. It's it's going to be a good a good a good time. We'll be had by all. <laughs> I think there's a UFO buried there. That's my theory. Yeah, there's something underground mm -hmm. that nobody can nobody can understand. Uh, and I I I uh, I've been I've been able to semi probe that. There's something. Underneath the Skinwalker Ranch, it's really, really strange, really mysterious, yeah. and, and nobody knows. And I think nobody it's sending knows. a signal to another ship yeah. that maybe is somewhere inside our solar system. Yeah, there's yeah. a communication yeah. going on between the two. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, see, you know, see, my point is, we we need to find out about this stuff. We we got to stop, you know, uh, cool it on on, on grandma grandma's uh, you know uh, hamburger parties on weekends and stop mm-hmm. paying more, more attention to this stuff. And, and I haven't watched television in ten years. I, I mean, I have people that look at me like like I'm, you know, you know, I'm some kind of a you know zombie. But I, I have no idea what's going on on television because I've been so busy trying to understand this stuff. But, you know, we, we need to, and, and maybe, you know, as old as I am, maybe I can crack the, the nut a little bit so that some of this stuff, we, we need to know what's going on around us. Some of this stuff, you know, is, well, for, for example, that, that in, on the Skinwalker Ranch, when that wolf came walking out of the woods, this giant wolf, and, and grabbed the, the calf by the nose and would let it go. And then and the guy shot it with a 30-yard six three or four times, and and, and, uh, and, and, and uh, flesh blew off this wolf, big mm-hmm. chunks, by getting hit by a 30-yard six. And uh, and uh, so the, the wolf just let go of the calf and walked back in the woods and disappeared, and, and it was rotten. The meat, you know, the, this meat was rotten. The, the wolf was rotten. Right. So what kind, what kind of a creature... That that and when they stuffed their uh, in the in the, in the uh, uh, I think it was six or eight of their prize bulls that that was what you know was all they had left on the, the Skinwalker Ranch when it was a ranch how how and they they, they were all, they were just crammed in there there's no way they could have got I mean they're just human sized doors but these these bulls these two thousand pound bulls and whatever were crammed in there. Mm-hmm. How did how did something do that? I don't know, but somebody something did it. You know, and I think they had to cut cut them out. They had to cut a wall out so they could get those balls out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a weird one how they got the, got in there and yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. It it, it defies anything that we currently understand. Yeah. Well, I've I've come I've come up that this last show I did it was all on possession. Humans, humans possessing a, a, a dead human possessing uh, a live human. It was, a, you know, whole whole show on possession. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, there's there's uh, um, there are things going on that, that you know uh, uh, people. And I, I try because I, I spent you know 50 years learning this stuff, and I know it's I know what's real and what isn't. You know, I I run into people all the time. Their belief system is often never, never land. It's a fantasy that they're 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 spending their life, you know, believing in a in a fantasy. It drives me nuts. It drives me. But I I can't say anything because it's their their fantasy that they're living in. What can mm-hmm. I do? I'd be I'd be the I'd be the bad guy if I dispute them. Right. You know. Yeah. So you know. So yeah. Well. No, I, I understand that. I interview a lot of people, and you know. I mean, I might not necessarily agree or yeah. with what they're saying, but again, you know, there's nothing I can do, and I put that information out, and I let my listeners decide for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I look at my job as sort of like to to put all the information out there, and the other people kind of sort through it and take what they want and leave the rest. Yeah, exactly. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I may be wrong. I may, it may it may be that there, you know that some of these these wild stories about extraterrestrials or whatever 
uh, or you know the Ashtar command. That one drives me nuts. You know, there's, there's no no proof that there's anything called the Ashtar command. None, not a scrap. And, and, and no major UFO researcher in the world will touch the Ashtar command stuff. But there's a lot of people that that do. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, good friends of mine. I love them to death. You know, they, but they're into the, they're into the Ashtar command. So what am I going to say? You know, maybe they're right. You know, maybe they are. So I leave it alone. You know, I just, you know, I, I just leave. I, I don't, you know, I, you know, throw up my hands fine. You're, you know, uh, good, you know. Right. And that's the funny thing, because there might be bits and pieces of truth in those kind of things. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very hard for us to tell. That's why it's yeah. important to, you know, gather as much information as we can, try to look at it from a as large a large perspective as we possibly can. And, um, and just kind of keep at it. You know, I really like your, your idea of doing this remote viewing program and getting that technique out there so people can do more themselves rather than reading books or watching TV shows. You know, something like being able to remote view and have experiences for themselves. I, I think that's awesome. You know, I, I tell people, I, you know, I, I've, I've, Millions and millions and millions. If if any if people had any idea what I can see, they, they, they would all want to be a remote viewer. Try as hard as they can. It's, it's easy for some people to learn it and very difficult for others. <clears throat> but if people knew what I see, uh, they, they would it, – it, it's a third vision that's, that I, I can go – Time and distance is meaningless. I go way out into space to different visit different universes and and uh, and see different places that they're so so incredibly beautiful. And, and if other people and, and I had a I had a friend, she was a government trained remote viewer and a government trained psychic. Uh, uh, she was my comrade. Twenty. She went. She had she had some family problems, so she she left. And but we used to have so much fun. Tra- traveling around the universe, visiting different places, and we, we could do that. She, I'd say, follow me, you know, and she could uh, link onto my thoughts, you know, my, my mind processes, and we'd go, we'd, we'd go, we'd take off to these places, you know. So if people, one of the things I like to do is, is go back in time. It's one of my relaxation things, like going back a thousand years to mm-hmm. some, <laughs> some village where it's, it's just, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just, uh, you know, it's, well, like, uh, I, the one I just went back to was, I think, was in England, and uh, you know, it's, it's a thousand years ago, five hundred years ago, and you see, you see all the natural stuff, and it, uh, you know, and, and they're all they're all taking taking baths and perfume because they smell so bad, and the, the smells are really really bad, you know, because if you you can you can smell things if you're a remote viewer, a good one, mm-hmm. you can smell you can smell things. Sounds crazy, but it isn't. I do it, and I've, right. I, 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 you know, it's, it's, uh, so, you know, I, I would go around and sniff the perfumes and the flowers, you know, and how bad people smelled, and because they, they, they take a, they take, they bathe themselves in frankincense and in myrrh, so they didn't smell so bad. They, they only take a bath once a year, yeah. but it's more doggone fun, you know, the, the, the dirt, the dirt driveways, you know, the dirt roads, and the two, two story. The food they ate, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And, and uh, so anyway, anyway, if people knew how wonderful remote viewing was, and, and I wish, like I said, I wish I could teach a million people to be better better than me. I, I, that would, I'd, be, I'd be thrilled, you know, to leave that as my legacy. 
Oh, I think you could do it with the internet. Yeah. Well, we've been we've been trying to put it together for three years, and we we haven't. It just we we seem to run up against a a roadblock every time. So we're still working on it, but uh, you know it's 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 not been easy. Yeah. I th- I believe that you'll get it done. Well, I hope so. You know, I, I tell people I, I could easily spend it. It would take funding from somebody mm-hmm. because there, there's just not enough money. And I'm not going to charge people a thousand dollars to you know come to my classes. I'm just not. You know, the average is a thousand to two thousand dollars to be taught remote viewing. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I if I if I could charge them, you know, a hundred dollars just so we could rent the space and pay for gas to get there that I'd, I'd be very happy with that i would have no 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 uh, no uh, no guilt feelings about it but but i i can teach it it's so easy to teach oh if anybody oh yeah we want to yeah we, don't forget my book merging dimensions before we go to else. everybody oh, yeah. that's the next thing i was going to say is you know uh yeah. before we wrap it up is uh yeah. where can my listeners find you uh, well, don't email me because I'm, I'm constantly 1500 emails behind and it's, it's just, <clears throat> uh, but, but, uh, Tom Dongo, uh, um, uh, tomdongo.com is, uh, the books are on my website or, uh, Amazon. Uh, uh, so, so e- either one of those two, uh, 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 oh gosh, no, I don't, I, oh, no, you can't order them off. Well, you can look and see what they are on, uh. Uh, on my website, tomdongo.com. We just we just took off. We had a thirty percent off deal, and that just that just ended. So it would be basically uh, Amazon now. All right. Well, I'll still in, in the notes of this episode, I'm going to post a link to your website, so my yep. listeners can check you out, get to know more yep. about you, and I'll also post a link to your books on Amazon as well. Yep. So yeah. So that way you can check it out. Yeah. Yeah, all eight of my books are on are, are on uh, Amazon. They're they're uh, uh, e-books and uh, 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 Kindle. Yeah, yeah. I'm currently reading the Bradshaw Ranch one on Kindle. I love it. It's an awesome yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. It's been that's been a hit. That's been 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 awesome uh, seller. Yeah. I'm real happy about that. You know what else I think is really cool about that book is even with that like 1995. Yeah. God, you know, you were writing stuff 25 years ago that people yeah. are just starting to talk about now. Yeah. You, you were like way ahead of your time. Yeah, that's what so many people say. You know, around the world, people tell me just exactly that, that I was I was way ahead of my time 25 years ago. So yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's incredible. Because when I was reading it, it was like it was like I was reading something you know recently written, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, this is '95. Man, this guy's way yeah. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talk to me today. Yeah, I always have lots of fun with on these these shows, and uh, I I really look forward to. Uh, is I, I want to change people's thinking. You know, I want to, I want to change the, the way things work in the world to a to better to a better way to make make a make it a better world. You know, and that's that's kind of what what I'm what I'm shooting for. Yeah, me too. We both shooting yeah, for the same thing. I yeah, guess that's why you, you and I have so many of the same friends on Facebook. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's it's family. I call it family. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've got some people I'll never, I never, I'll never meet them, but I love them. You know, because we've been going back and forth, uh, 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 you know, on the internet on Facebook for years. I, I love them. Oh, me too. There's, I, I have guests on my program that, you know, they, they've changed my life just talking to them. Yeah, you bet. Me too. It's me too. Me too. They'll, they'll say. Uh, just one phrase, and I, and it, it, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. And so I write them down. I try to remember them, and and, uh, uh, and I have friends that have done that repeatedly. I I read that and I say that's it changed my life, my my whole way of thinking. Yeah, yeah, and, and hopefully, you know, I, and I think I think that that you're making a difference. Hopefully, I'm making a difference, and everybody else out there who's doing this kind of work. Is working on opening up some people's minds. Yeah. Well, hey, well, this was a well, pleasure. Like, yeah. Well, it's like I say, it's, it's family. I I, re- I look at it as family. We're it one is. big family. Yeah, we, we are all. Yeah. It's like we're all connected. That's for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thanks, Gary. I sure appreciate being on your show. I I, lo- I loved it. Love it. I have me too. Hang on one second, and I'm just going to play the outro. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable on KGRA Radio. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or email him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs and other merchandise to support the costs of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of his page www.everythingimaginable2020.com Oh yes, I almost forgot. You can buy his book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need. And it's on Amazon. It'll change your life. Because remember, everything that exists was first imagined. Hey, if you love what you listen to, don't forget, rate, review and subscribe.